Allah whose rays did reach and touch upon all corners of this globe. Allah whose rays did reach and touch upon all corners of this globe. You are the light that's in our hearts, Habibi Ya Rasulullah. I have received two questions and I have been asked to answer these two. And for this night, there will be only these two questions which I will receive, inshallah. In the next session, we will be able to uh, allocate at least one hour for open question and answer, starting quite early. Then more brothers and sisters will be uh, getting chance to put their questions. The first is, uh, there is a lot of confusion about celebrating Mawlid. especially in generation who born and grew up here. Even people who are sometimes celebrated now been confused as been preached that this is, a, this is an innovation. Rather cultural ritual than tradition of Islam, please clarify. So this is about the celebration of Mawlid and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Celebration of Mawlid and Nabi sallallahu ta'ala is based on a commandment of Quran. The ways and means and formats of celebrations can be different. And there can be cultural differences, the ways, means, in various countries, in various societies, in various parts of the world, according to their own societal customs and their own cultures, the people do celebrate things, their national days, and many other things according to their own customs. Keep in your mind that celebrating anything according to local customs or traditions is not forbidden in Islam unless there is something contrary to the basic teachings of Quran and Sunnah. Islam primarily does not reject the concept of following local traditions or cultures, cultural traditions. This is not rejected by Islam. Islam permits and allows to act on various cultural traditions customs of the society in various forms, in various areas of your life, unless no aspect of that culture is haram or contrary to the teachings of Islam. This is related to the formats. How do you celebrate? As far as the concept of basic celebration of Mawlid is concerned, that is based on Quranic commandment. It is stated by Almighty Allah in Quran Surah Yunus, verse 58. Billah min shaitan rajim Kul bifadlillahi wa birahmatihi fabidhalika fal yafrahu huwa khayrun mimma yajma'oon. Almighty Allah says, Say that because of this Allah's blessing, and Allah's mercy 
which he has bestowed on you special mercy and special blessing which has come from almighty allah to you because of this fabizalika because of this special mercy and and uh, blessing fal yafrahu you should rejoice and celebrate fal yafrahu rejoice it and celebrate it the biggest mercy and the biggest blessing of almighty allah some people the mufassirin aima sahaba tabeen if you go through the literature of tafsir hundreds of tafsir some of them say first of all the biggest mercy of allah and the biggest blessing of allah is holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam coming to mankind his raising his birth and then raising to mankind his being sent as a prophet to the mankind is the biggest mercy and biggest blessing of almighty allah two words have been used bi fadlillah wa bi rahmatihi almighty allah himself says wa ma arsalnaka illa rahmatan lil alamin holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has been made and has been sent as the mercy for all mankind and the mercy for our universe and almighty allah says laqad manna allahu ala almu'minina iz ba'asa fihim rasula almighty allah has bestowed the best of his blessings on the mankind and on the believers that he has sent his prophet muhammad to you and this concept has been revealed in quran at four places and in quran it is stated about holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that he is the fadl he is the abdullah ibn abbas radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu says that the fadl of almighty allah is muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the rasul himself that he was raised to mankind with allah's book This is the tafsir of Abdullah ibn Abbas radhiyallahu ta'ala anhu. Again, Allama Zamakhshari says, Zamakhshari in his tafsir, Al-Kashaf, Al-Fadl, Al-Lazi Ata'u Muhammadan. Whatever was given to Holy Prophet and he was raised to the mankind, this is the biggest and greatest Fadl of Almighty Allah mentioned in this verse. Allama ibn Jawzi says in his tafsir Zadul Masir zalika fadlul sadlul azim bi risale Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam Imam Nasafi says al fadl allazi atahu Muhammadin sallallahu alaihi wasallam Imam Khazin says kul bi fadlillah wa bi rahmatihi rejoice and celebrate this fadl of Allah and rahmat of Allah Imam Khazin says al fadlul azim Huwa Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam ursila fihim that he was raised to the people Muhammadun sallallahu alaihi wasallam arsalahu Allahu ilayhim this is the fadl Imam Abu Hayyan Undrasi says that isharatun ila basatihi so hundreds of tafsir mentioned under this verse that holy prophets coming to the mankind is the biggest fadl and rahma and Islam which holy prophet brought is the fadl and rahma and quran which holy prophet brought is the fadl and rahma three things have been mentioned 
two things were brought were came to us through holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam islam and quran so holy prophet himself is the father of allah and rahmat of allah and he was raised with islam as a religion and quran as the book so quranic verse is that fal yafrahu this is the quranic word you should rejoice it and celebrate this joys this is the first quranic verse now always you should keep in your mind every authority falls after quran and sunnah the basis of everything is either quranic commandment or the commandment of the hadith second rejoicing the birth of holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in sahih bukhari sahih bukhari kitabun nikah abu lahab had a concubine a worker lady worker he sent her to holy prophet's mother hazrat amina radhiyallahu ta'ala anha exactly at the time when delivery was due when holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was born she ran back to abu lahab to congratulate him and she congratulated him this comes in sahih bukhari she congratulated him that your nephew muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam has born yani almighty allah has given a son to your late brother abdullah so amna has got a son abu lahab who remained kafir till his death and you know a full verse of holy quran tabbat yada abi lahab batab was revealed condemning him instead of this position when he heard the good news of the birth of holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he freed her with these two pointing at these two fingers and said i have liberated you being pleased on the birth of my nephew muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam this whole story comes in sahih bukhari then what happened when abu lahab died approximately one year after his death this also comes in sahih bukhari which i am mentioning now this is also part of the hadith of sahih bukhari imam bukhari has transmitted it holy prophet's uncle hazrat abbas radhiyallahu ta'ala no saw him yani and saw abu lahab in his dream and he asked from his brother abu lahab what happened to you after your death he said i am in hell fire all the seven days a week i am burning in hell fire except one day and that is monday when monday arrives then the hell fire this torture of hell fire in torment and punishment of almighty allah is decreased and reduced from me and i get water from my fingers i drink that water and hell fire that punishment is reduced only one day and that is monday is little bit relief for me in the whole week and this repeats keeps on repeating every week on monday the reason why he was it was done because holy prophet was born in monday and he pointed out his concubine while freeing and liberating her with these two fingers opening and says i have liberated you on the prayer of birth of my nephew muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam so almighty allah 
rewarded him in spite of being kafir in spite of being in the hell when every week the monday comes because he rejoiced and celebrated the birth of his nephew muhammad not considering him as a prophet and messenger he rejoiced and celebrated as his nephew muhammad so this act of rejoicing and celebrating was rewarded even for kafir and then aima and muhaddisin including hafiz ibn kasir Hafiz ibn Kasir, the great student of Allama ibn Taymiyyah, he writes in Zikr Maulid Rasul in his Al-Bidaya Wan Nihaya in Siratul Rasul. He said because he liberated that lady, rejoicing and celebrating the birth of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, so Almighty Allah rewarded him for that particular act, and all other Aima and Muhaddisin have also repeated the same thing. same question was asked by imam ibn hajar asqalani the great muhaddis of the islamic history and he says celebrating the maulid of holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is an act of piety it would be rewarded imam suyuti jalaluddin suyuti writes in husnul maqsid that Allama Hafiz Ibn Hajar Asqalani said that the rejoicing and celebration of the Maulid of Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is established through this hadith of Bukhari. Hafiz Ibn Hajar Asqalani said and Imam Suyuti quoted the same. Imam Shamsuddin Sakhavi repeated repeated the same. Imam Suyuti wrote a full booklet of 60 70 pages on celebration of Maulid an Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Hafiz Ibn Hajar Makki wrote a full booklet on celebration of Maulid of Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Imam Qustulani says in his uh, Al Mawahibul Ladunia, he says right from the beginning till today. Imam Qustulani says Al Mawahibul Ladunia. He says and he is Shari of Sahih Bukhari. He says La Zala Ahlul Islam Yahtafiluna Bishahr Mauludhi. وَيَأْمَلُونَ الْوَلَائِمَ وَيَتَصَدَّقُونَ فِي لَيَالِيهِ بِأَنْوَاعِ الصَّدَقَاتِ وَيَزْرُونَ السُّرُورَ وَيَزِيدُونَ فِي الْمُبَرَّاتِ He says that right from the beginning till today, in all parts of the world, in each and every country of the Muslim world, the people continuously they have been celebrating the Maulid of Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Maulid of Holy Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam was throughout the centuries always celebrated in Makkah and Medina. up till 1924 before the present government took over up till 1924 this was always celebrated in haram of makkah and there was an official holiday in makkah and medina and hijaz and there was a procession for the maulid which start used to start from the haram of makkah and it ended in the Uh, the birthplace of holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam the house of amina radhiyallahu ta'ala ana in sukul layl and when they used to come back always throughout the fajr there was the hufratul maulid the mahfil of miladun nabi this was the continuous practice of makkah and medina you can ask how where it established imam muhammad bin jarullah he writes in his book al jami ul latif fi fadl makkah a very famous authentic book on makkah history 
ہی رائٹس دس تھنگ اباؤٹ مکہ علامہ قطب الدین ہی رائٹس ان کتاب العالام بے علام بیت اللہ الحرام اٹ از ان تاریخ آف مکہ ہی ریپیٹ دا سیم سیٹ دا پیپل تھاؤزینڈ ہنڈریڈ نمبر دے گیٹ ٹوگیدر دے گو ان اے فارم آف پروسیشن دے ڈو زیارا آف دا ہولی پروفیس برتھ پلیس اینڈ اٹ از اے پروسیشن آفیشیل ہالی ڈے اینڈ دین دے آلویز ری جوائس اینڈ سیلیبریٹ دا ہول ڈے آف مولد صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ملا علی کاری روٹ اے فل موکلن دیٹ امام زرکانی روٹ آن دیٹ امام اسماعیل حق کی روٹ روٹ آن دیٹ شاہ ولی اللہ مقدس دیلوی روٹ آن دیٹ شاہ عبدالعزیز روٹ ایون ہنڈریڈ آف آئی امام محدثین اینڈ مفسرین ہیز بین رائٹنگ ان از بکس اینڈ اٹ واز نیور ایور ڈینائڈ ان دا ہسٹری آف اسلام بائی اسلامک اسکالرس اینڈ فائنل تھنگ امام سیوتی سیز This celebrating Mawlid of Holy Prophet Sallallahu is Holy Prophet's Sunnah. He himself celebrated Mawlid. Imam Siyuti says in his book, very significant thing. And he quotes Imam Behaki. He says, Holy Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam slaughtered two goats, two lambs, slaughtered two lambs, and distributed among the people in Medina. Some scholars said, that that was holy prophet that his aqeeqah some people said that it was his aqeeqah imam jalaluddin siyuti the great muhaddis and mufassir and imam he refuted this assumption he said it was not his aqeeqah because aqeeqah according to sharia cannot be repeated aqeeqah cannot be done two times his aqeeqah had already been done when he was seven days after his birth And his grandfather, Abdul Muttalib, had already done Aqeeqah in Makkah. So Aqeeqah is an act which can never be repeated. Like Nikah, it can never be repeated. So it was already done. So what was done by Holy Prophet Imam Siyuti says, this was Holy Prophet made the celebration of his own maulid as a sunnah for his ummah. So celebration is sunnah of Holy Prophet Is it clear? If you want to read, I have my own book about 900 pages. 900 pages consisting of just evidences on the celebration of Maulid. Just evidences on the celebration of Maulid. It was fortunately, when I saw your chit, it was fortunately with my books today. In fact, I brought it last time. But the question was not asked. So it remained in our books that came here. This was Maulid. Second and last question is, is this necessary to follow Mazhab? At times we are told to just follow Quran and Sunnah. Again, this is a, a strange kind of uh, misunderstanding and confusion. To follow Quran and Sunnah. The question is, I will give you a very simple answer. so that everybody may understand and appreciate it. Why all of you, our scholars, our learned people, the imams and the executives and the spokesperson, why you have come here tonight? To listen, to listen someone. Why you want to listen him? To learn what you want to learn. Quran and Sunnah. Of course, The basic sources are Quran and Sunnah. But everybody can't understand everything from Quran and Sunnah. How many people amongst you 
are in a position to read the Arabic and understand Quran without any translation or without any help of tafsir or without help of any scholar. How many are you in a position to understand the Holy Prophet's thousands and thousands, hundreds of thousands of ahadith which are written in Arabic without help of any scholar? How many people in the whole ummah can understand directly the text of Quran and Sunnah? Do they understand? No. So those who say that you should just follow Quran and Sunnah and you should not follow any madhab or any imam of fiqh, just follow Quran and Sunnah. What will happen practically? Let us put this whole hypothesis in a practice. You say that he wants, yes, okay, I want to follow Quran and Sunnah and not any imam and not any madhab. Now he will say, you will say, thousands and millions of Muslims say, but sorry, we can't understand Quran. We, we don't know Arabic. We don't know Hadith because we don't know Arabic. And even by knowing just language, everybody can't understand the Quranic meanings and Hadith applications. So what the, the alim, the person who told, just follow Quran and Sunnah, what will he suggest to you then? When you will say, that I want to follow Quran and Sunnah, but unfortunately I can't understand Quran and Sunnah. So how should I understand? How should I learn? So what would he say to you then? He would say, come to me, the Imam of that particular mosque. The Imam Sahib will say, come to me, I will teach you Quran and Sunnah. So it means, when we go to Imam Abu Hanifa, he does not say, listen to me and don't listen to Quran and Sunnah. Imam Abu Hanifa, the Imam of Madhab al-Hanafi, has just taught us the Quran and Sunnah. Imam Malik has taught to his followers the legal uh, inter meanings of Quran and Sunnah. Imam Shafi, Ahmad bin Hanbal, they have just taught the meanings, derived the meanings from Quran and Sunnah. Then they have compiled them with evidences and arguments. Then they have put them in a systematic way with principles and they have elaborated them make them in the form of articles and then they have conveyed the same meanings of Quran and Sunnah which we were unable to understand directly they have made them easily understandable that Imam says come to me I will teach you Quran and Sunnah it means that Imam wants that accept me your Imam and don't accept Abu Hanifa your Imam if you are supposed to go to Imam of Mosque to understand Quran and Sunnah, so what is the difference between the two? You are going in the same way to learn Quran and Sunnah's commandments from this Imam and don't go to the Imam Azam Abu Hanifa, who is Imam of all Imams. And don't go to Imam Shafi, who is Imam of the Ummah. So the Mazhab is nothing against Quran and Sunnah. This is a jurisprudential service rendered to the teachings of Quran and Sunnah. When you are uh, ill, where do you go? Why don't you use the medical books, go to a bookshop, buy a medical book on your own and find out the treatment and just treat yourself. Why do you go to a doctor? You know English and the books are written in English. Just go and read the books. Why medical colleges are opened? Why the specialists are there to teach? Why there are five, seven, ten years, eight years courses 
and why there is up to md specialization in medicine why everybody should be able to read the medical books on medicine everybody should be able to read the books on surgery and he should start surgery he should start operations <laughs> i say that come on give me a book on surgery i will operate you would you accept me as a surgeon <laughs> you will say we accept you <laughs> for learning of quran sunnah islam and all these things but we are not ready to give our life to you for surgery our heart to your surgery because i am not a specialist on that so you need a specialist for every discipline if your car is broken are you would you be happy to give to sheikh faisal abdul razak to fix my car because we read juma behind him and we get all guidance from him would he be able to fix your car too No, these are specialities. You will go to a mechanic. So the imams and mazhab are the mechanics of Islamic jurisprudence. They are the doctors of Islamic jurisprudence. They are the engineers. They are the specialists. For medicine, you go to a doctor. For engineering, you go to an engineer. For psychotherapy, you go to a psychotherapist. You go to a psychological medicine specialist. you go to a computer my computer is broken it is down now so should i start opening it and because i am sheikh and this and that so should i start fixing my own computer <laughs> no nothing everything is you accept specialization in everything this is the question you accept specialization in everything and going to the specialists to understand that particular point you accept this when comes the matter of deen you say everybody and every imam is a specialist don't go to imam abu hanifa and imam shafi and imam malik and amadu anbal so we these people are just quacks they are not specialists imam aimma and mazahib for example for hadith we go to imam bukhari for tafsir we go to imam razi for hadith we go to hafiz ibn kaseer or ibn khaldun for philosophy we go to ibn sina don't we do for every discipline of knowledge for international law we go to stark for international law we go to oppenheim for 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 your english jurisprudence we go to salmond for english law you go to austin for constitutional law you go to constitutionalist for each and every discipline may be religious may be secular social or scientific you go to professors you go to specialist then when the matter comes to islamic jurisprudence islamic law why shouldn't we go to the specialists so the specialists on these particular subjects are known as imams of mazahib like specialist on hadith is bukhari and muslim and abu daud and according to all other things disciplines that's why holy prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said so the order establishing the schools of fiqh the fiqh and the faqih and the imam of fiqh and mujtahid this is again the commandment of quran and commandment of hadith quran says that there should be a group amongst you waltakum minkum ta'ifatun liyatafaqahu fi ad-din there should be a group amongst you a group of specialist people those who should go 
and specialized in fiqh of deen. There should be a group of people. The Quran has excluded, re rejected or refuted the idea that everybody be, is the competent authority. It has been rejected. Not everybody amongst you is a, com is a competent specialist or authority on fiqh. Fiqh. No, there should be a group, a class, some people amongst you. They should go to specialize in fiqh deen In the religious and, and jurisprudential speciality, they should become specialists on Islamic jurisprudence and Quran and deen understanding. And then they come back after being specialists, they should teach other people. This is the Quran. They should teach other people. Another verse of Holy Quran. Quran says, Lo radduho ila rasul wa ila ulil amri minhum la alimahul lazina yastambetunahu minhum. If they have received any news, they shouldn't decide on their own on that news. They don't know whether the transmitter or narrator or reporter is a reliable person or not. News is right or not. What is the meaning of the whole thing? They are needed to refer it to Holy Prophet His Sunnah means Sunnah or to those people who are specialists in Deen who are specialized persons and what is the definition of specialists? Specialists are those who can derive the basic things and understanding and wisdom from the verses and from the situation. Those who have derivative capacity, inductive capacity, those are specialists and they are common people are supposed to refer their matters to those specialists. And the third Quranic verse is فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا If you don't know anything and you want to learn, you should not learn on your own. You should go to the specialists. Those who are Ahlu Zikr, those who are competent on this Zikr, on this Nasiya of Quran and Sunnah. So Quran is referring to you towards specialists. This is Quran. And in Hadith, Holy Prophet says in Sahih Bukhari and Muslim Muttafaqale, Man Allahu bihi khayran, Whenever Almighty Allah intends and decides to bless someone with special favors and mercies, he makes him faqih in his deen. He makes him faqih, imam of fiqh in his deen. This is Allah's blessing. So fiqh deen, to become specialist of fiqh, you faqih of deen, of fiqh. This is Allah's special mercy. Holy Prophet said, faqihun wahidun, ashaddu ala alfi abidin. Ashaddu ala shaitani min alfi abidin. One faqih, one jurist, is heavier on shaitan as compared to 1,000 worshippers. If there are 1,000 pious people, 1,000 pious people worshipping, and on the other hand, there is one person who is specialist in fiqh, he is heavier and more sound and protected as compared to 1,000 worshippers. Because shaitan can any time attack on him and he can mislead them. But the one who has become the faqih, 
he is protected because of allah's blessed knowledge so that's why after the companions and their followers and successor specialization came into existence some aima started compiling hadith and they started working on transmission of hadith they became the transmitters muhaddisin some became traditionalists those who are specialists became specialists in verifying the truthfulness and soundness or reliability of the narrator and some people started working on the meanings of quran and meanings of hadith those which were transmitted muhaddis is not a specialist of meaning he is a specialist of transmitting and faqih is a specialist on the meanings on the implications so at the same time there were 10 fuqaha sahaba and thousands were muhaddisin among the companions of holy prophet there were 10 mujtahid sahaba how many mujtahid they are known as maruf bil ilm wal ijtihad the mujtahid sahaba were only 10 and the transmitters the ravis the reporters sahaba there were hundreds of them every reporter and transmitter was not mujtahid and faqih there were very few who were specialist on the meanings on the law on the legal and technical and jurisprudence so holy prophet and companions and sahaba used to refer the people go to that sahabi to understand the meaning jurisprudential or juristic meaning of islam or quran and hadith so in this way when all these things were collected and combined so those who became the compiler of hadith transmission they became aima bukhari muslim tirmizi muhaddisin those who compiled the meanings and juristic implications of quran and hadith among those people the same muhaddisin and ulama they became the aima of fiqh so they compiled the fiqh this was just an interpret juristic interpretation of quran and hadith and mazhab is nothing else so since a common person doesn't understand what was repealed and what was not what was revealed first and what was the second commandment revealed later so what was later on repealed what was absolute and what was other commandment which qualified it muhaddis does not tell these things imam of hadith what was revealed as a general sense and what was another commandment which specified it what was the commandment of quran or hadith which was just common and then what was the commandment which create an exemption in it what was absolute which was the commandment which qualified it so muhaddisin they do not know these things all these things were the specializations of aima of fiqh so those who compiled all these sciences and then compiled the juristic knowledge of quran and sunna they became the founders of the mazahib of the fiqh and this was a great blessing of almighty allah on holy prophet's ummah till today and up till the day of judgment that whenever we want to know in you go to hadith you will never found a single chapter in hadith that how many faraid are of wudu how many wajibat of salat how many nawaqidat of salat how many mustahabbat of salat how many makruhat of salat hadith is never quoted and transmitted in this way and you need to know the laws hadith carries the substance of the message does not carry categorically in a legal juristic way the things 
This is like a constitution, a book of law. Everything is written in articulation. So these were the Aima who articulated all these things and compiled and articulated with all evidences and made the practicing of the deen of Islam and the sunnah of Holy Prophet easy for every Muslim. So this why, that's why it has become compulsory for a common Muslim to follow each of any of these madhabs, means Imam. And following the madhab means following Quran and sunnah with specific interpretations. Is it clear or no? Thank you, Upon all corners of this scope, you are the light that's in our hearts. Habibi ya Rasulullah, you are the light that's in our hearts. Habibi ya Rasulullah, Habibi ya Rasulullah, Habibi ya Rasulullah, Habibi ya Rasulullah, Habibi ya Rasulullah.